What up? It's your boy Chingo Bling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder, I'm a stand-up comedian and the Legalized Freedom Tour starts now. We're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, ChingoBling.com. While you're there, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash RedPillThemiles so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the Discord. How much better does it get than supporting free speech, supporting direct? It's just you and us. Ain't no middleman. But if I would believe it, patreon.com forward slash red pill for the price of a cup of coffee. You can join the community and help us out. Keep the show going and growing. You know what I'm talking about? Without further ado, let's get into the show. Yep, 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 yep. It is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another we coming in hot. Another episode of RPT Red Pill Tamales, season number 11, episode 128 for all you goofies out there who didn't think we were going to stick to it. It is just debacle after debacle after debacle, and we're going to roast all of it. I am your host, Chingo Bling. We have producer Rob in the building. Buenos dias, everybody. How are you? AKA the most competitive man at game boards I have ever met. Yeah, board games, but game boards as well. Yeah, game boards and board games. Uh, it is Wednesday. Two damn no, it's February first, brother. Oh, it, it drops, drops tomorrow. That's right. It is February. It is Wednesday. <clears throat> Try that again. It is Wednesday, two February, year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. I am on tour, ladies and gentlemen. Legalized Freedom Tour. I just posted something on my IG. You know, I don't know if Big Tech let y'all see it or not, but uh, I put all my tour dates on there. We're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. West Palm Beach, Florida, April 3rd. Tacoma, Washington, April 7th. Nashville, April 14th. Corpus Christi, May 5th through the 7th. Arlington, Texas, May 12th through the 15th. New Braunfels, May 20th. Abilene, May 21st. Lubbock, May 22nd. San Angelo, June 3rd. Odessa, June 4th. Austin, June 9th. Albuquerque, June 15th. El Paso, June 16th through the 18th. Just go to the website, chingobling.com. Get all the details, all the dates, all the cities, all the info. We also have Irvine, Ontario, Denver, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison, and we're working on Houston, Texas. So it's a lot going on. There's also a members area, chingobling.com, where I post a vlog. Oh, this vlog dropping this Friday? Yeah. It's, it's action-packed, bro. I'm getting better at it. Badass. Yeah. The last one was great, man. The insight of the studio session was very cool. People love seeing that. I love seeing that. Already. Yeah, man. We got... Uh, it's some crazy stuff. We went to church, went to brunch. We had Penny working out in the backyard. Um, you know, we, of course, we failed to get some of the game night stuff though. Yeah, totally I, I didn't want to be that. I was on a gummy too. I didn't want to say it because my my kids were around, but I was just like, <clears throat> you know, that studio session, right, Rob? Um, you know, Stevo, you know, he had some gummies. Uh, you know, what I'm talking about. He alluded to it because we had talked about tequilas and stuff and had some out to offer him. And Chingo was like, was you like, know, party, already. party started early. So I'm already I might have one or so. Yeah, I drank my tequila, though. Yeah. And uh, uh, your wife called me out because I was like, nah, man, we got this weight loss challenge. I can't be drinking no alcohol. And she's like, oh, I could have swore um, on the podcast. You were saying how, you know, you hardcore Mexican, you don't <laughs> shoot tequila, you sip it. <laughs> and you talking about the banderita and the sang- sangrita and all this other kind of shit. It's true. So, you know what? You're right. Give me that. It was but, Lalo, by the way, guys. It was Lalo Tequila was the one I was trying to remember what the name was. Lalo? That's what I gave you, yeah. No shit. That's what's up. Okay. Exclusive shit. Exclusive. From Casa de Roberto. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be called. That's right. That's Casa what de my Roberto. tequila is when I make it. Yeah, just put a sticker over it. Casa de Roberto. Uh, when you become a premium member and a, an agent in the TIA, the Tamal Intelligence Agency, uh, this is what you get, man. You get all access to the Discord, um, you know, all exclusive episodes. Yep. And all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. I feel like Bernie Sanders. Once again, I'm here asking you <laughs> for some help. Uh, monthly subscription members that pledge a monthly amount to directly support the growth of the podcast. That's yeah. what a Patreon is. That's right. Appreciate it, y'all. There's a lot to cover, man. There's so much. I mean, Joe Rogan did a whole apology to, um, to you know, the, the normies. I kind of want to kick off with that. I didn't even put it on the list because I knew we'd talk about it at some point, but let's just kick it off with that because he made a nine-minute video that went up, I think, two days ago at this point, late at night. It was like 9, 10 o'clock when I saw it post mm-hmm. on Instagram. 
about nine to ten minutes, which he put on his Spotify feed as a podcast as well, just called Joe's Thoughts. And uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on Joe's thoughts about the whole thing. Well, off top, it, how amazing is it that this dude just started this podcast where he would just sit down and goof off with friends, right, for a couple hours and just talk shit on the mic? You know, mainly comedians and stuff, and then it evolved into something that has more views and more influence than the mainstream narrative. And he's in this predicament where he's like, well, I got this deal from Spotify, which means I'm ex- exclusive to them, right? He's not on Apple Podcasts. He's not on any of those other ones. So technically, his distribution is now limited. That's why they had to pay him. And the left, you know, the normies, people that love the narrative, people that love the mainstream, they love Fauci, they love the government, you know, they love the CDC, World Health Organization. They're trying to blame Rogan for like people dying. And it's like, he's spreading misinformation. He's interviewing people who are very credible people. Some of the most published. I mean, uh, Robert Malone has like nine patents on this mRNA technologies, you know, in a way he helped usher in this type of vaccine. Part of me is kind of like, Joe, you should have left it alone. Don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Part That's part of me. Like, they're going to look at it like you're being weak. Like, oh, okay, put a disclaimer on my shit. They need to have a disclaimer on MSNBC. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Scott Adams, who I follow, who's very big on persuasion and anytime like someone makes a public apology or or anything like that Mm -hmm. and he said this may be one of the best responses to controversy i've seen ever i want to i want to listen to scott adams full take on it because i i agree but also you can't help but think that if you are if you're following everything outside of the mainstream narrative and you've read some of dr malone's studies or you've been keeping up with the panels that you know senators are having with these physicians and experts and you're going out of your way, like we talked about in the last episode, to completely just disassociate with what you're hearing on mainstream uh, media, TV, and radio. And you're coming to the conclusion to yourself about what's going on, what's best for you, the decisions you're going to make for you and your family. You're probably a little upset that he did it. You're probably a little upset that he even uh, acknowledged it the way that he did. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be a rational person and try to reach across the aisle at any point yeah. in our existence before this planet blows up, Probably the best way to do it. Yeah, I think he was being transparent and honest and uh, and just jumping on the grenade and, and you know, attacking it early. and um, Not even early, because he's been getting a lot of criticism for like a year now. He started well, having doctors on, like, back in the beginning of the whole lockdown. Yeah, and honestly, man, I feel like a lot of the blowback that he's getting is, is like, baseless. These are, these are people who let someone else assign them an opinion. Like... People go into this already thinking uh, Joe Rogan's a Nazi, just like uh, Governor DeSantis yeah. and Hitler and Donald Trump. You know what I mean? They've never heard an episode. Um, they just love whatever the CDC says. Every time the CDC changes their mind, they go along with it. Like, well, they told y'all you don't have to quarantine to 10 days, only five days, because these Trump supporters weren't listening anyway. So it's like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, we appreciate Joe Rogan. Um, Joe, if you want us to be on your show, holla at us. If you want to sponsor our show, holla at us. If you need a white belt down with your crew, you know, if you need security, if you need top flight security, man, when you're doing one of these arenas, I can go in and do a hot five up front and then watch it back while you're on stage. I could just be side stage like motherfucking uh, Secret Service. You know, little paisa. I blend in and shit. But like, oh, man, don't worry about him. He ain't nobody. I'll just blend in. But really, I come in with them skills. You're just going to hear in the background, mm-hmm. what was that? Don't baby Glock. That was. Oh, that's Baby Glock. Don't worry about that. Was that his gun or his fist? You don't want to know. First of all, a Glock ain't going to do shit compared to what that dude had around the corner uh, when he shot them three cops, like around the corner. You want to touch on that real quick? Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on it real briefly. Um, so we have a storage unit right down in that area where this incident happened with HPD. And I was there doing some stuff at the storage unit. And then I had to come on home, pick up my wife so we can go pick up my 13-year-old from school. So I sent her the text like at 2.30. I was like, all right, I'm about to head home. I make it home, I don't know, 2.40, perhaps, if that. Yeah, this is broad daylight, by the way, if you missed the story. It's the middle of the day. It's 2 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, 2 in the afternoon. I'm just picking up my wife so we can go do the school pickup. So, um, so I think nothing of it. I leave the storage unit, go down McGowan. As you would any other day. Yeah, go right down McGowan, past 288. 
get on my gallon, get home, honk, pick her up, go to Pearland, pick up my kid. And then you look on the news and it's like at approximately 2.40, you know, uh, you see the footage of this like, I don't know what it was, a gray charger yeah. or something like right there, right by those little high rise condos, whatever you call them things. Bam, crashes. Here come the cops, about three cops. Homeboy, I don't know what that was, a Draco, some kind of like customized AR. I don't know what the fuck it was. Beto O'Rourke, I bet you don't know what it is either. And it just starts sounding like fireworks. Pop, 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 fast. Like a Glock ain't going to do shit compared to ta 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 Dude let off like 30 shots or some crazy shit. And then he jogged on over to a white Mercedes after he hit three cops, hijacked the car. I don't know if he kidnapped the woman that was in the car. Hopped up in this person's car, got away for a little while, and then they caught him later that evening. Uh, I don't know who snitched or what. Uh, they ended up catching him. The boy had a rap sheet out of this world. It's like, how is this person even walking around free? You know what I mean? Um, I'll tell you how. George Soros spending millions of dollars to uh, to donate to these uh, PACs. What does the PAC stand for? Political Action Campaign? I actually have that story pulled up, and I'll, I'll even mention the exact super PAC whenever we get to that. And I want to stay on the subject a little bit, and I wanted to kick off with H-Town Politics. Yeah, okay? man. These judges... Real quick, mm-hmm. I'm just to set you up, I'm going to hand it back over. But if you look at any of the comments, all my people from Houston, Texas area, um, all the comments from any time, like KPRC or the local news, anybody posts about these types of incidents, like, oh, this guy got out on fucking bail reform. Uh, what's her name? Kim Hogg, district attorney, soft on crime, George Soros back people. And these fools are running around <clears throat> acting a damn fool. So... It is officially, today is February 2nd. Those will drop on the 2nd. Uh, January 31st was the last day to register to vote in the primaries, which take place later on this year. March, actually. And then the elections are in November. So when we're talking about people like Lena Hidalgo, who we've been talking about on the podcast for now the, the entire time, a year and a half we've been doing the show. You hear it on the Money Souls podcast. When you hear about what's going on with Dan Crenshaw, which by, who, by the way, is supposed to do Tim Pool's podcast pretty soon mm. to address all of the criticisms he's mm. been getting online. So that'll okay. be fascinating to hear. Okay. Wesley Hunt, uh, we've mentioned him. You know, he's been on Rogan. We thought he'd win his previous election, but he barely lost. He's trying to take over a new district. There's a go down the line, right? Pay attention to it. Pay attention to the March first primaries, so that when we get to November, the people you want to be able to be voted for are on that ballot, and we're not just going business as usual. You gotta just you gotta put a little bit of, and this goes for all major cities. So I was gonna suggest going to ballotpedia.com, searching your city searching your primary, searching everybody that's running for elections, because this year here just in Houston, usually, let's just take Lena Hidalgo, for instance, um, or even Dan Crenshaw, but primarily Lena Hidalgo, she kind of won that by a down ballot fluke. She was unopposed. She kind of went in there, and we have a pandemic that hits, you know, two years later, a year and a half later, and she, as the county judge, gets emergency powers. That just happens to be on the bullet points. It's like this, 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 and the last one. By the way, you get emergency powers whenever a disaster happens. Start shutting everything down. Yeah, so that's kind of how a lot of happened. Usually, the incumbent would go unopposed uh, when it comes to something like this, right? But she's got like eight Democratic competitors that want to try to get that position. Um, the, the, whoever is running against Dan Crenshaw, I think he's got a couple as well, but it's like an unusual amount of, of interest in that position right now from the democratic party here in Houston. There are so, there are also a lot of uh, Republicans trying to divide, you know, for that position, whatever. It's just a lot of info that you should really, if you're in Harris County, it's a big ass County. Go do some reading. It's a big ass city. Yeah. And, and you know, the memes have been circulating about like the 44 homicides in, in January. And like we're beating out Chicago right now. Yeah. And the other day, man, I left, I left one of the vehicles out. It was already nighttime and shit. I'm like, damn, man, let me, man, I'm already in pajamas and Crocs, man. I got to go out there, open up the gate, bring it in, close the gate type thing. And I kind of paused for a second, like, do I really have to get my gun? One of my guns. Don't get it fucked up like I only got one. Um, I'm like, do I really have to get one of my guns just to fucking move the car? And I wouldn't even, I was just thinking this. And my wife's like, yeah, go ahead and get it. Just to move the car. Yeah. Just because like everybody's on edge. Like we went to go uh, visit uh, Rob and his family. What was that, Saturday night? Mm -hmm. And on the way home, hey, you got to stop at a couple red lights. Now what these putos are doing is they'll just bump you. They'll mm-hmm. just boom. They'll hit your little bumper and shit. Now you're thinking like, huh, oh man, 
What fender a, bender. What a nuisance. Fender bender. Let me get my insurance. <laughs> All right, I've got my ID and my registration. Check out my Allstate app. Take you, a picture of this. Yeah. Huh. Submit a claim. Oh, this is going to be a doozy. And then you open up your fucking door. And you over here looking all goofy with documents. And then they're like, give me the watch, motherfucker. So that's one of the little things they're doing. Everybody's on edge. Um, you know, as y'all have been hearing, like, my wife and I discussing, like, hey, where we moving to? You know, we're about to move. And, um, of course, Jack Posobiec been saying for, like, at least a year, get out of cities. Get out of cities. Get out of cities. Now, let me tell you how my mind works, Rob. Obviously, Jack knows some shit, right? And he might tell you what writings on the wall he sees. Let me tell you some of the stuff I factor in, right? Because my wife, she gets excited about real estate. She's just like, man, I'm telling you, this area over here and this area, man, this shit about to come up and they gentrifying this and, and these people about to have to move out and wooty woo and they about to get rid of that trap house. And, and look, they already developing over here. And I'm like, hold on, let's factor in the border wide the fuck open. How much fencing on human trafficking? Is pimping going on? It's going to be a lot of killing over, over drugs and shit and territory. Um, I mean, fencing all deaths are through the roof. But I, you have to factor in the fact that we are in Houston and the border is wide open. So normally, you could just look at the real estate market and be like, okay, I see the trends and the patterns and these things are projected to keep moving in these ways. But it's like, when we talk about crime... And the George Soros's of the world and the Lena Hidalgo's of the world and these woke judges and these woke district attorneys, you got to factor in the fact that the border is right down there and it's wide the fuck open and it's just leading to more human trafficking, more debauchery, more crime, more murders, more death, more druggies, more homeless. Yeah. And I was going to mention this, too, when I was talking about all these people. Sheila Jackson. Your representative for Third Ward since 1995. Bro, I seen her at CVS the other day. So if you're tired of those names and you're tired of the shit policies and her, uh, you know, voting majority with all Democratic policies in the House of Representatives, do something yeah, about Sheila it, Harris Jackson, County. Sheila Jackson Lee, our version of Maxine Waters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually look alike, too. No, nah, I wouldn't go that far. I would. Um yeah, man. So local politics—that's a big thing. Uh, in the Discord, I know uh, we've been we've been talking about all kinds of stuff. But Rob's gonna post a link on there of uh, what is it called, Ballotpedia? Yeah, Ballotpedia. Uh, the other day at church, what was that? Shit, two day, a couple days ago at church, um, they had this little table set up, and it was these two older white women there with the sign said uh, "Voter Registration." So of course, while my wife's getting coffee and the girls are getting kolaches and stuff, I'm like, man, I'm talk to them right <laughs> so i go on over there and of course they don't want to assume like okay man is this dude fucking conservative or what the fuck is he woke you know he's one of these woke u of h people <laughs> and uh and I, i'm like hey so i just want to make sure that i'm up to date like should i expect a voter registration card in the mail do i need to re what do i do can i fill one out just to make sure and um and they're like okay well when you go to vote they're like, when's the last time you voted? I said, 2020. They said, oh, okay. Um, mind you, Trump had just spoke the night before. Yep, Saturday. in Conroe. Yeah. We huge. Huge. Record-breaking. It was huge. Record-breaking. And um, so I'm like, 2020. And they're like, okay, well, then you, you should be good. And, uh, you know, just if check in the mail, see if you got a, a card and, and this and that. And, and I was like, yeah, because, you know, I don't want nobody voting on my behalf. Because <laughs> I'm trying to let them know. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the nitty gritty. And, and they're just like, oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, you, you know, you got to be careful because, you know, sometimes they don't verify signatures and they don't want the, they don't want the ID. I was like, you know, even Mexico has voter, <laughs> voter ID cards. I wish I could have been a fly on this fucking I know. table. I was like, even Mexico got voter ID cards. And they're like, okay, um, did you see Trump speak last night? I was like, absolutely. I'm not done with it. And they're like. Okay, well, he shouted out this woman, the uh, True the Vote, mm -hmm. the lady. Oh. Uh, the la that's who wrote that picture. I ah. They're like, well, they shouted out this lady, True the Vote, and, um, you know, they're trying to get to the bottom of, you know, some of these things, right? Some of these uh, anomalies and just... These integrity issues. Yeah, big time. And I was like, I was like, yeah, Trump came in hot. All he had to do was point out all the stuff that Biden is messing up. Like, they handed over... Uh, a beautiful wall, like a beautiful, secure, uh, the numbers were down, the board, you know what I mean? Like secure, and it's getting ridiculous. Now, since we're on the subject, 
real quick sure, of, uh, no. of unrequested mail-in ballots, uh, missing signatures, and things of that nature. On January 4th, right? This is before J6. On January 4th, a gentleman named Jake Corman in the state of Pennsylvania, um, he, I mean, I, I'm not no lawyer, so... I don't know all the proper... Jingle Bling's not a lawyer? Somebody's going to fact check me like, uh, it's it's actually an affidavit. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, he filed some shit. I put it to you like that, lamest terms. In Pennsylvania, he filed some shit. And he said there were 2.6 million unrequested ballots, uh, missing signatures, uh, just a bunch of foul play, right? Well, it made it all the way to the appeals court in Pennsylvania, which is like right up under the Supreme Court. Now, this was in January. This is by January 4th. This is what Mike Pence with the, uh, the Greenway, Green Bay sweep, right? That uh, Peter Navarro, Dr. Peter Navarro always talks about. This was going to be Mike Pence's opportunity to say, oh, well, I know the Supreme Court don't want to uh, weigh in on this, right? Because they use the, uh, the latches, Latches doctrine, which basically means, um, I don't even know that's the right word, latches, whatever, which basically means people already voted, it's kind of too late, even though they were unrequested, mm-hmm. missing, uh, missing signatures and everything else. So this was Mike Pence's opportunity to say, all right, we're just going to have a quick little thing where we're going to kick it back down to the states so that they can reconvene and see if their electorates are going to certify these right like kick it back down and there were several states that were trying to do the same thing so now that they rushed it through and these idiots these feds and 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 of course overzealous trump supporters rioters what have you because they caused this whole debacle it's like oh my god worst day since pearl harbor and and, you know whatever worst day since civil war 9-11 it threw off everything mike pence didn't do it he was a judas he betrayed trump (sighs) And the MAGA. He, the boy ain't MAGA. And, um, you, you know, and that's why now when you have people still trying to bring it up, like, look at, look at all this shit going on in uh, Pima County and uh, Maricopa County in Arizona. You got, like, Minneapolis. They finding all kind of shit. Georgia. They found the dude. They use, like, heat sensors. We should, we should uh, maybe pull it up maybe for next episode. But they found the dude who was getting paid by the pound to put these ballots like he had the van he'd go to the warehouse he'd pick them up some of these things didn't even have no signatures because they ain't had time and they just stuff in these boxes that they consider to be voters rights right and mark zuckerberg zuckerbucks from the meta company he spent 430 million dollars to these like third-party organizations whose whole mo is to put more of these drop boxes in random places where they get stuffed in the middle of the night, unsupervised, where they caught some of these people. So, unfortunately, the Democrats and the mainstream media are like, oh, it's too late. You're, you're tampering with, you know, democracy. You're a threat to democracy. You're trying to do a coup. And it's like, no, we're trying to fix what, <clears throat> what should have never been done. Yeah, all that to say also that Pennsylvania found that that was unconstitutional. Yep. And, and the, the Latin word that they use is like, uh, it was unconst- It was deemed unconstitutional ad, it's like ad inception or some word like that, which basically means it was illegitimate from the jump, which means <clears throat> whatever y'all certified, whatever Mike Pence turned in, that shit shouldn't even count. Mm-hmm. And remember, you know, Trump got more votes his second go round than he did the first go round. And he was already told by all the um, political pundits, like, bro, if you just get 64 million votes, it's math- mathematically impossible for you to lose. Yeah. So, yeah, they didn't want to win by a landslide. They just want to win enough, you know, cheat enough to win. So, I mean, this brings up a lot of really good conversation, right, which we're having right now, but a lot of interesting points to to talk about with your friends and your family when you when you see what's going on just in Pennsylvania alone, you know, not not Arizona, not Georgia, not these other states. Now, two years, yeah, two two years later, basically, a year and a half later, they decide that that uh, universal fucking mail-in ballot debacle is unconstitutional. Now, had they not rushed the entire process, they could have gone back and... The hell was that? I'm, I'm pulling something. Oh, mm-hmm. they would have known that what they were basically agreeing to, which Republicans did in Pennsylvania, was going to bite them in the ass. 
And I don't remember exactly what it was that that they were trying to agree on prior to that. Like the Dems wanted something, the Republicans wanted something. They said no. They said okay, we'll give you that, but we want mail-in ballots. And they're like okay. Even that, that agreement, that didn't go through a full legislative process. It, w- it shouldn't have been done, period. Yeah, that's what was unconstitutional, period. right? That's what they uh, considered to be unconstitutional. Yeah. That, that that was never in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Right. That was never part of their legal constitution. Mm-hmm. It was unconstitutional from the jump yep. for y'all to do this mail-in ballot stuff. But, of course, they used the CCP virus as an excuse yeah, and that's why, uh, that's why we gotta play this. Newsflash: Nobody gives a fuck about it. We all admit that shit was pretty dumb, but that's about it. When we saw the news, we were shocked and we were kind of tense. Like, damn. Then we forgot about it by the tenth. Nobody's walking around stressing over Jan Six. It happened, and that was it. We haven't gave a damn since. It's all good when riots are kept in the hood, but now you're freaking out because this was in the neck of your woods. Now it's a big deal. Now it gets real. Now it's important to us. Not back then in 2020 when stores were boarded up. Not back then when goods were looted and folks were brutalized. Not then, but right now, because it happened to the suit and dies that shit's way above my head we were fucking shit up all year with demonstrations that left dozens dead but people like nancy didn't flinch in fact they loved it then people will do what they do bitch ain't that what you said yep there's literally compilation videos of you and all your colleagues inciting this kind of crap so it's very fascinating to watch you swallow your words you put your own foot in your mouth and now you're forced to dial it back it's fine when you encourage it in my town in his town in her town when the whole fucking city's being burnt down you smile as you give the green light for mobs to rob shit but as soon as it comes close to you then it's a problem got it I don't condone what happened on that day, especially the officers that were assaulted. I would never dare. But as for all the politicians that were there, you fuck us over all the time. So don't expect us to care. I care more about the store owner that's getting beat down in front of his shop just for trying to protect his place of business. He would probably help me if he saw me on the ground dying. Yo, I don't do a damn thing. Shit, you'd probably say good riddance. You'd walk right over me like I was a crack and you were trying to save your mother's back like a five-year-old kid. If you did acknowledge me, you'd probably nudge my body and go, Aw, little fucker must have died of COVID. <laughs> you know it's true. Stop bluffing. Right. They do absolutely nothing that is trusting. Kamala, for you to compare this to Pearl Harbor and 9-11 is disrespectful and fucking disgusting. Bitch. That's the most self-centered thing that I've ever seen. Compared to those events, it's not even worth remembering. No one that I know is even still paying attention to it. We'd all forget this shit in like a month if nobody mentioned it. Yep. And you know it too. You're gonna milk this thing and squeeze it till it's bone dry and it won't drip any juice. While your stupid committee's wasting money convicting people from a year ago while CNN runs continuous loops. We would rather hear you address a million other issues. We don't wanna listen to you cry. Get a fucking tissue. So many things could be dealt with in a jiff, but you would rather sit in front of us and smell your own shit. I refuse to show concern for a group of people that I have no respect for. I won't go there. I'm not happy about it. I'm not mad about it either. I'm just neutral on the issue. I just don't care. Boy, that boy Samson, boy. <laughs> Underscore the real Samson. That guy is fucking great, man. Yeah, he rap his ass up, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's not forget that Kamala and all her cronies and all her little colleagues raised money to bail out these BLM and Antifa rioters who were destroying, you know, minority-owned businesses, small businesses, black-owned businesses, like small towns, uh, Kenosha. <laughs> yeah. You know, with a little boy named Kyle had to come through with that with that fishing rod yeah. and light up about three Antifas. You know, there's a lot that we've talked about in this first half hour, which has already flown by the podcast. But one thing that I want to stress, that we, we've said in the past, and I'm sure you've heard from other shows that are similar to this, but... The United States is not a democracy. When you hear these fucking talking heads talk about it's an attack on democracy, it's an, they, they don't they they know what it is obviously, but they're lying to your face directly. The United States is not a democracy. It's it is a, a constitutional republic. Okay, we have three legislative branches. We have a system in place by the representatives that we voted for to represent our interest. Not the elites get to vote in a majority and then make everyone, all the other 49% succumb to whatever they choose. That's Mm -hmm. not how this country fucking works. Yes, to protect the minority. Yes. And here's the buried lead on that one. Not only are we not a democracy, but it should be a, a, a red flag. It should be like a ting, like a code word, like... The left loves using the word democracy. Yeah. Boy, anytime they say it, 
man, look alive, head on a swivel, be alert. They about to bamboozle you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, hold on. So you're telling me that the highest court of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania deemed this unconstitutional. The mail-in ballot should have never been counted from the jump. Oh, uh, this is a threat to our democracy. So hold on. You're telling me these white boys got together to riot at the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? It, well, obviously it was a diverse crowd, but you know, the, the a lot of ones are being held under the jail in this American Guantanamo Bay are white male Trump supporters. So you're telling me that these people aren't allowed to to show up and, and peacefully protest because they believe that they're stopping a coup. They believe that they're stopping a crime, right? It's the threat to our democracy. It's I thought that was I thought that was democracy. And then when Steve Bannon and some of these folks say, "Hey, get involved, be a local committee person, like get involved locally, sign up, school board, you know, get involved, get these rhinos out." Oh, that's a threat to our democracy. It's it's almost like it, it's like it's cold, man. It's like like Rob just said. For one, we're not we're not a democracy, but but beyond that, they just use it as like a tool. Just like they use race. Racism. Yeah. Um, and since we're on the subject of J6, before we move on to like DeSantis and all these other things we're going to talk about, here's some stuff we want to say about January 6th. All rioting is wrong, <laughs> right? If those people broke a law, charge them. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, right? But how American is it to be held in the jail indefinitely in a pre-trial state when you haven't even gone to court and you haven't been charged or convicted of a crime i mean whatever happened to due process whatever happened to like being innocent until proven guilty you know it's so fucked man these people have been there for over a year in a special jail by the capitol police this is like this is some new shit right just like they purged i know we're going deep y'all I know we're going deep. We're going deep as fuck. If you're not a part of the Patreon and you're listening to this free episode, join the Patreon and support the podcast because this shit is not what Big Tech wants to hear. Yeah, man. They they purge in the military. Like, basically, man, these are some white boys that they know voted for Trump. Therefore, they're putting them under the jail. And not Lindsey Graham, none of these fake-ass rhino Republicans or these Democrats are going to check up on them to see the conditions, to see, do you have access to a lawyer? Have you been able to call home? You know what I'm saying? What happens when somebody catches COVID in here? What do they do to y'all? What, why aren't you shaved? Why don't, why don't you have a haircut? Well, because I'm not vaccinated. They don't let me play reindeer games. So <laughs> they don't let them do nothing, bro. Like, like, <laughs> like some of these people, bro, they haven't even been able to talk to the lawyer. Their congressman tries to go check up on them. They don't let them in. It's a special jail. It ain't a regular jail. So I don't care if you black, yellow, brown, or white, Puerto Rican, or Haitian. This should be a warning call because it's them today and it could be you tomorrow. Once they got a national federal police and they put you in one of these satellite jails like these, um, uh, uh, who is the, uh, the Capitol Police, they mm-hmm. want to set up shop to go hunting for J6 people. The grannies and people just, just walking around, didn't know what the fuck was going on. The shit don't add up. It was a psyop. And that's why they're after Trump. They want to lock him up so bad so that they could just you know, gain all the power and just have one party rule. Before we get to our uh, communist sister to the north, I want to, again, stress that if you didn't happen to know what I was talking about when I said democracy versus a constitutional republic, it's okay. All right, a lot of people are learning it for the first time this year, last year, when the 2020 election was, was barely ramping up. It doesn't matter. Go do some reading about that so that you're more well-informed. That's the only reason we bring a lot of this stuff up. It's not to say, holy shit, you didn't know that the country wasn't XYZ. I don't say it to say it that way. I say it so that you go read more about it. So that when your family, friends, or anybody on TV says something like that, you're like, that's not true. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not making you look like a fool. Yeah, not only, not only is it not true, but they're being slick about it. They think they're being slick about they're, it. Yeah, but, but they are because, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't pull the wool over everybody. Sure. But what I mean is... It's like a, it's like a pimp. It's like pimp talk. You know what I mean? They being slick about it. Yeah. They they using this word democracy and and they um, they just throw it around. They just throw it around just like they throw around Nazi and racism. They just oh, that's a threat to our democracy. Like for example, voters' rights. Okay, can you can you elaborate? What do you mean voters' rights? Who's not able to vote? Right. Well, you know we want more drop boxes so we can cheat. 
And we don't want y'all double checking signatures and we don't want y'all showing ID. It's like a fucking third world country, our elections. So this trucker convoy has been, I, w- I would like to say making headlines, but it's not. No, nah, the average American it, don't know what the fuck you Yeah, about. it's not making any kind of mainstream headlines, but it's making independent news headlines, which is a great starting point and arguably even better at this point because mainstream media don't get shit for views anyway, right? Did you see the video of the people putting nails on the uh, road? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna play it just real quick for people that may have missed it. But um, what do you think is going on here, personally? Ground, so we can't get through. Show me the nails. Look at this, buddy. Show me the nails. Montrez-moi les clous, les gars. Montrez-moi les clous. Checkez toutes les clous qui mettent à taille. Ils mangent à l'arbre. Ils mangent à l'arbre. Ça fait trois fois qu'on arrête. Hey guys, this is a convoy. La verga, what was he speaking? French. They're putting nails now on the ground. What is it? So we can't get through. A ver. Show me the nails. Look at this, buddy. Show me the nails. Montrez-moi les clous, les gars. Montrez-moi les clous. Checkez toutes les clous qu'ils mettent à taille. It's French Canadian. Sounds like it, right? Nah, bro. no. Okay, well nah. then, it didn't, it might be, but it didn't sound French to me. Um, more than likely it is. But yeah. It just didn't. It, that's some weird. No, let's speculate. Uh, some slang what country French. are they from? <laughs> I mean, they're Canadian, yeah. But I mean, fuck, bro. I study French. That sounded. That sounded like Ukrainian. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, for those that don't know what's going on, basically, truckers can shut down your whole country, and. What began, this is my, this is what I, from what I understand, what began as truckers trying to unify, kind of like unionize, or, you know, the workers, the truckers, try to get together and fight back against the, the, the jab mandate they were instilling, on, putting on them, right? Well, it just gained so much momentum to where it became a sign of protest against their country and Trudeau, not their country, but like Trudeau and the politicians who are controlled by the CCP, right? The tentacles of of the CCP. And it turned into this movement where they basically shut down the northern border into U.S. And don't forget, Trump and his economic advisors, they rehashed a whole agreement. Uh, I forget the the acronym they they came up for it. So there's a ton of trade. That mm-hmm. happens between Canada and the U.S. So now that the truckers are blocking the border, uh, they they had a caravan. They went into the capital, Ottawa. Trudeau, uh, Fidel Castro's uh, illegitimate son. I'm <laughs> convinced. I'm he convinced, dude. He looked just like him. Uh, him, uh, he basically was like, oh, I caught corona, so I can't be here when y'all going to be in my city with y'all's trucks. And... Um, of course, the lefties, the normies, the people that believe the narrative, they think that these are a cult. It's so hilarious to see Canadian mainstream media and even, I think, Americans, uh, the American mainstream, uh, like MSNBC, are like, this is a cult. These are fringe, a fringe small group of people. They're um, treating them like QAnon, like they're, they're anti-whatever um, you know they don't want their they don't want to take their medicine from big pharma and they're just disrupting everything and they're going to make supply chain issues worse do you remember not do you remember do you know what his quote was yesterday when he spoke when he spoke uh justin trudeau he said uh he said on monday quote that he will not be meeting with conspiracy theorist trucker demonstrators in ottawa he met with blm he sure did he, he damn near probably met with antifa yeah that was one of the uh uh trudeau on dodging tinfoil hat dot talkers i talked to protesters quote i agree with like blm <laughs> you know, yeah exactly he's a communist just come out say it. Up. come out say it, bro blm just finished buying the old communist mansion uh, i don't know where it was in toronto or something um they're all marxists check this out yeah American Marxism by Mark, how you say that? Levin. By Mark Levin. Who served under Reagan, I believe. I just started reading it. It's fascinating because you know how sometimes I'll have the habit of just calling somebody Marxist. Yeah. I'll just be like, yeah, man, I don't really get it. I don't fully understand. But this just smells like Marxism to me. Yeah. (laughs) But guess what? This right here is going to really educate me to be able to like pinpoint as to how they, all the Marxists, and neo-Marxists were able to take over our educational system. And, you know, I'm taking all kind of notes. But um, this is very fascinating how a lot of these mass movements have Marxist roots. And it's anti-American. So we had the American Revolution, right? Like our founding fathers. Well, this is a counter-revolution. Yeah. They, they believe that you got to undo 
all traditions and institutions and everything. Speaking of revolutions, that's basically what's happening in Canada. The way I've heard it described is that Canada never had a revolution. You know, Canada, and this, this was so well put by, I think it was Crowder or one of his co-hosts, that, you know, the United States, they had, they had a battle. They had a revolution. They have the Second Amendment for a reason, right? We were, we were spawned out of this, this, this turmoil, this war, this conflict. Canada never really had that. And they also don't, don't have the Second Amendment. If they had what we have in America, do you think that it'd be going this far in Canada? No. The government wouldn't be so willy-nilly just going over there and just, you're going to do what I say. You, you can't do shit about it. Like New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. You don't even have to look that far. They are connected to the yeah. United States. Do they have, they have camps over there and they'll put you in them camps? <clears throat> they're like, like isolate the uh, COVID camps? Yeah. I don't know. Um... I feel like I've read that people are get just, you know, hotel kind of thing. I don't know if they've actually built off-site kind of things the way that they have in these other countries. <clears throat> or even hell here in Washington. They have those in the United States. Yeah. Mm. So, but that uh, BLM article you're talking about, I actually had it pulled up too. The BLM apparently sent millions to a Canadian charity led by the wife of its co-founder to buy a mansion that was formerly the headquarters of the Communist Party, the New York Post reported on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's a Toronto-based nonprofit. Yeah, we've been saying... <laughs> probably, I don't know, six, eight months, a year already, like keeping out in Canada. Uh, you see how Trudeau behaves. You see the amount of influence that China has on Canadian politics. I saw a video of a, of a, like a Chinese woman who now lives in Canada. She had a strong accent and she was talking to one of the truckers. Did you see that? No. She was talking to one of the truckers and she was just crying, thanking them, saying, I don't want Canada to turn into China. I don't mm. want Canada to turn into China. Keep fighting for freedom. Keep fighting for freedom. And that's like the nitty gritty of what I really want. You know, whoever's listening, whether you're Mexican-American, Raza, Chicano, white, yellow, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, I don't care. Um, really... Look at how China is, is our, one of our existential threats. They're a strategic foe. And you got somebody like Hunter Biden doing billion, multi-billion dollar deals with uh, members of their like just upper military spy, spy intelligence. Um, the, boy, the boy had dinner with Xi Jinping himself. He had dinner with Putin. Uh, he was flying around peddling influence, giving access to his pop. And, and, you know, White House type things. And, of course, they owe favors. This was on the laptop from hell. Uh, I have the audio book by Miranda Devine. It is on Audible, audible.com. Oh, I'm sorry, Audible, the app. Laptop from hell, bro. When you hear some of these details of how, like, sprung out and addicted, how, much, how many thousands of dollars he was spending on prostitutes and all this and drugs, you kind of feel bad for him. You kind of feel sorry for him. But at the same time, it's like, bro, you're dealing with Kazakhstan. You're taking money from Russia. You're taking money from Ukraine, Burisma. Remember when uh, the pop did a quid pro quo when um, Joe Biden was VP? They flew out there on Air Force Two. And he said, my plane leaves in six hours. There's video of it, ladies and gentlemen. We played him, it last week. Yeah, him bragging. We got to drill it in the head, though. Him bragging in public. Uh, I said, y'all better fire that prosecutor that's snooping around Burisma looking into corruption y'all not gonna get this billion dollars worth of aid and him and his son aren't gonna get that million dollar gift y'all not gonna get this billion dollars of aid if y'all don't fire the prosecutor that's looking into the oligarchs and the corrupt people that control burisma their oil and gas company who the son was on the board and the son was getting like a million dollars a year with no experience with zero experience son of a bitch son of a bitch got fired they fired the prosecutor that's what the Trump phone call was about. But if you're on the Ghetto Boys podcast comment section or any comment section, my comment section, uh, probably Food's Gone Wild or anybody else, George Lopez, whoever, um, the average American just thinks, well, Trump got impeached twice. It's like, well, it didn't go through. He got two W's yeah. in that category. Exactly. And do you even know why they were trying to impeach him? Oh, uh, something about a phone call with Ukraine. Okay. They released the transcript. That shit didn't stick to Teflon Donnie. What was it about? He was looking into something that the American people might care. Corruption. Sure, it was a political opponent. But still, that's a queer pro Joe. <laughs> it's it, crazy. It's crazy that it's so like it's so in your face. A lot of this, most of this, all of it is in your fucking face. In a way, it's not. Because when the New York Post, which is one of our oldest, most established newspapers, with the fourth largest circulation, motherfucking punk-ass big tech, Twitter... 
kicked them out of their account for over two weeks. Why? Oh, well, you know, we think it's Russian disinformation, this laptop. We don't know if it's accurate. And Trump's just trying to, like, get points and it's going to swing the election. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, their algorithm throttled the story. You couldn't share it. They covered for the Biden crime family. They covered for them. They have the whole laptop, the whole hard drive, bro. They kicked Steve Bannon off of Twitter. I think he's no longer allowed on YouTube. I, I don't know if it was those comments or other ones, but Twitter kicked him off because they were sharing images of the crazy shit. So obviously, the pornographic stuff that Hunter was doing, that's only part of it. The real concern, the real concern is how he was taking money from Kazakhstan, Ukraine, China, Russia, and many other countries. And now the man that's in that White House owes them favors. Uh, I think they just removed Dan Bongino too last week from uh, YouTube, YouTube altogether. Yeah, YouTube did. Uh, do, you, do you know why? What, do you, what was he talking about? I mean, everything he talks about is, goes against their policies, honestly. So got to go to Rumble. Got to go to Rumble. And that's why we don't like big tech, bro. Like they should have, um, maybe if Trump has stayed in office, some of that, uh, what's that thing called? Chapter? Section 230. Yeah. That, that, or even monopoly. Uh, damn, what's that motherfucking word, man? Where it's a trade? What? What is a? They're too big. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I'm trust, I'm, antitrust, antitrust, yeah. Antitrust laws. They probably would have forced Facebook to sell off Instagram. I mean, we've given them too much power. This would probably be a good transition into uh, Andrew Schultz. What he said on brilliant. Yeah, things. let me uh, let me pull this up. I have the video. I thought it was fascinating. Um, love Schultzy. You guys know that. Yeah, so, very smart. Very smart individual. I'm gonna go ahead and queue it up because it's hard to do on Instagram's desktop version. And I'm gonna refresh it, and we're gonna listen to Schultzy here for a second. Motherfucker. Why is there no volume? Platform we didn't create. So it's like, oh shit, we don't want some other country's tech influencing us. In China, the way that the algorithm works, it doesn't reward people doing stupid dances and like playing with their dog. The algorithm is rewarding things that they want to see their youth do. Doing cool engineering. Yeah, so people funny. doing cool oh, oh, But if you're China and you wanted to disrupt another country, wouldn't you reward the dumbest possible shit, shit on that app? Twerking. twerking. People doing stupid dances. You want the next level of youth to go, I can be famous doing something that's truly worthless to society, yeah. not beneficial to society, like being an engineer, being yeah. a doctor. So this is how you get to manipulate your society into doing something good and how you fuck over your competition right. into doing worth. It's it's genius. Uh, is that why Trump wanted uh, to get rid of TikTok? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're doing that's a different shit. level of warfare. But this is how you fight wars. Now that we have enough military weapons so everybody can kill each other, we need to find other ways to fight war. That's why the TikTok thing was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where do we start with okay, this? Okay, this is where I want to start. Charlemagne or yes. the Schultz? Yes. Okay. Charlemagne's like, oh, this is a different type of warfare. Okay, on RPT, we've been talking about information war, cyber war, you know what I mean? Uh, economic war. I mean, why do you think Alex Jones called his, his whole platform InfoWars? What Schultz is talking about is absolutely correct. Is it Sun Tzu, Art of War? The CCP always references this. Sun Tzu Art of War is how you going to defeat your enemy without firing a single shot. How do you do that? You take over Hollywood. You take over their fucking NBA and their sports and you make everybody woke. You take over their uh, educational system. You influence scientists and professors. You, you influence politicians. You pay off Eva Longoria. I don't know. Allegedly. Fifth generational warfare is what it's considered. All right. If you've never heard that, go look into fifth, fourth and so on generational warfare. Fifth generational warfare, FGW, is warfare that is conducted primarily through non-kinetic military action. Like Schultz, he said, everybody can fucking kill everybody at this point. Right. Yeah, everybody got nukes. So such as, so fifth non-kinetic action, meaning social engineering, misinformation, cyber attacks, along with emergent technologies, such as artificial intelligence, full AI. of autonomous systems. That's a what AI. we fucking talk about Propaganda. at least once a week. Exactly. Propaganda. See, we're going to have to have like some... Um, Scoreboard? Like an agenda. Just just mm. like some uh, pillars of things that we're always going to have to hammer down on. Um, this is definitely one of them. Yeah, because, you know, we drop so many episodes every week that... You know, people, if they're not if they're not constantly tuning in, it's a lot to take in. So what you just said, absolutely right. It's they're using, you know, 
Countries do it all the time. Our CIA does it all the time. They'll go into Central America, destabilize your whole shit. You got economic hitmen that will go to a poor country. China's doing it to Africa right now. They'll go in and they'll be like, um, by the way, there's a book called Confessions of, of an e- Economic Hitman. Of an, economic, it yeah. of an economic Hitman. Well, they'll go in and be like, hey, man, check this out. It'll be a big company like a Brown and Root or somebody big like that Halliburton type company. And th- the scam is they'll say, we're going to give you a loan for your electrical grid or we'll build your airport. We'll do whatever. Don't worry. It's going to come from like the central bank, like the, um, I forget the actual term, like the world something bank in D.C. or some shit. So long story short, sure, they'll build you your your infrastructure, whatever that poor country needs. And they're like, we can't afford it. Don't worry. We're going to cover you. Now, when you default on your bills, now it's like, oh, and by the way, since you're not paying up, we now control this toll road. And we get access to like your resources, like water, water dam, like a fucking, you know, a mine, uh, oil. Yeah, and a lot of people will pause right here on the podcast and say that's exactly why the United States is falling apart right now because of all the destabilization that they've caused in the past. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to dissect in there. I mean, I'm biased because I'm American. There's like a one in twenty six chance that you're born in this badass country. So I don't know. It's a separate topic, but let, let me just read kind of the uh, the little bio for uh, Confessions of an Economic Caveman. So the book was published in two thousand four. The book provides Perkins. So it's, it's written by John Perkins, account of his career with engineering consultant firm Chase T. Uh, Milan, Maine, oh, sorry, Chase T. Maine in Boston, according to Perkins, his job at the firm was to convince leaders of underdeveloped countries to accept substantial development loans for large construction and engineering projects, ensuring that these projects contracted by United States companies, uh, such as loans, provided political influence for the U.S. and access to natural resources to American companies. It's very interesting. I haven't read it in a very long time. Actually, I need to go back and read this because, I mean, it's got, it makes a lot of good points about how the United States has grown to be such a big superpower. Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of times, man, those are just Marxist people that think America's evil and the white man bad. Oh, for like sure. That. The point I was trying to make is, is like, that's how countries played his chess game. Yeah. So, so like, like Schultz was saying... If China has a foe, if they want to see the U.S. fall off and they're going to be the center and everything goes through them and they're the top dog, they're going to they're playing the 100 year chess game. They're patient. Like I said earlier, they buying off LeBron. They buying off John Cena. They buying off Apple. They buying off Disney. They're buying off the NBA. Everybody wants access to their one billion customers. They set themselves up where they enslaved their own people with this cheap labor. And then they they export all the stuff that we fucking buy. So they're looking at us as just a consumer country. Mm-hmm. We don't manufacture shit else anymore. We're buying up all that bullshit, the cheap stuff they make over there. It fills up our Walmarts. Right now, it's on a, on a container on a ship in the middle, waiting on a port, waiting on these union people and these people at the Long Beach and whoever to open the fuck up. Meanwhile, Pete Buttigieg trying to breastfeed. So here's the question. Here's what I'm trying to say. Everybody go in George Lopez comments and see if he can answer this question. Is Taiwan a country? He That's what I want to know. He won't answer it. I want to know. Yeah. I know he probably won't, but like, are you allowed? Can he be like, yes, leave me alone? Or he might even be like, why y'all asking me this? And he's going to have to check with the CCP. I'm not a politician. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe Evil and Gore. I, I don't know. Ask your favorite member of Latino Hollywood. Is Taiwan a country? <sighs> So to kind of segue back to uh, local politics here as we round out the hour, I did want to mention this to you. So Greg Abbott is ahead of his opponent, Francis, by 5%, according to a U of Oof. H survey. Ooh, that's tight. That's close. It's early in the year. We're in February now. It's, uh, he's, like, he's got a 5% lead. So we'll see. We'll see. For, what ha- first of all, who's going to primary Greg Abbott? Uh, nobody. Nobody? What do you know. mean? What's up with like Colonel Allen West and everybody? No, yeah, that's what I've been saying for a year and now. Don Huffines, Colonel yeah. Allen West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's several people, but I don't know. Uh, the more I see it, the, the more I don't know that people are gonna vote end up voting him out. But you're right. I I vote. I'm gonna vote uh, Colonel Allen West. That's just kind of how I, I see it. Well, let me know, man. When when you know the primary between who is gonna represent you know on the Republican side because with that freeze. 
boy, they coming after Abbott right on the cover of Texas Monthly. Did you see that cover? No. It said um, Bum Steer Award. It's like their Dummy of the Year Award. And basically, they had it drawn where like everything was frozen and people died and it's all Abbott's fault. And, you know, it's the Republicans' fault. And if y'all just vote a Democrat, then we won't freeze no more, which is like couldn't be further from the truth because they're going to put more fucking windmills and solar panels. Look at uh, Ted Cruz there. Yeah, that's supposed to be. It's weird. I don't know. See, see how they got him frozen. Yeah, I can't enlarge that picture, but I see it. What does that say at the top? Uh, bum bum steer. steer. Oh, 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 bum steer of the year. That's and then so they lame. they put in can, you know they got Cancun Cruise right there you know. Um, All right, way to go, Texas Monthly. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, we cannot have Beto O'Rourke. Like I know I know Abbott ain't perfect. Some people consider him to be a rhino. Some people think he's not doing enough over this border debacle um you know there's a lot of complaints for governor abbott but beto o'rourke no sirree bob yeah. i fuck around move to florida bro <laughs> they have a they have somebody that's going against uh desantis who said something interesting the other day that was like she's very pro she's pro freedom and pro all that jazz but said something really weird about the second amendment like was kind of anti second amendment like how the fuck you're not, you're not gonna you're not gonna primary DeSantis talking about anything anti two A in Florida. I mean, a lot of people are anti gun. A lot of people are anti two A. A lot of people, especially they had that Parkland, Florida um, school shooting, which the feds were warned about, and the school the school uh, where this where this happened, they were well aware of in, multiple incidents from this kid, but they chose not to report it to the authorities because they didn't want too many um blips on their radar so uh just real quick here the hobby school of public affairs at the university of houston has released an online survey of texas voters with 1400 people responding republicans made uh continue to be the dominant group in texas and the real election is taking place in the republican primary statewide said mark jones a senior research associate at the hobby school the survey shows greg abbott uh, Lieutenant uh, Dan Patrick, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, and Attorney uh, Ken Paxton all winning their primary elections and going on to be their Democratic opponents. And that's what a lot of people have said. According to the survey, Greg, Greg Abbott is expected to beat the challenger uh, with 48% of the vote. Well, hopefully nobody cheats on these elections and they don't do nothing funny. You know what I'm saying? Wild times. Oh, speaking of uh, DeSantis... They're trying to like corner him. I don't know. They had like some fake Nazis in the Orlando, Tampa area or something. And did you hear about this? No. They, they talked about it on the Discord. That's how I heard about it. And um, shout out to those guys. Basically, and girls. yeah. Basically, they were trying to um, use the Trump playbook against DeSantis. They're like, "Why don't you just condemn the Nazis already, DeSantis?" And he's like, "I'm not gonna play y'all's game, bro. That shit ain't got nothing to do with me." Do you know what the what the article might have been called? Here, let me go into Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Here we go. Patreon.com forward slash Red Pill to get all of your bonus content and access to this very Discord that Chingo's pulling up right now, which he's in all the time, believe it or not. He's in there a lot uh, to the point where my soul is like, man, I'm jealous at <laughs> RPT Patreon. Well, or we, the, we've been telling her, you, you need to have... Um your yeah. podcast get on it yeah and she is all of her patrons are officially in her discord it's just you know it's a fraction of the size of ours thanks to you guys shout out but uh keep spreading the word share all the clips man the what did he said instagram page has some sort of fire under it like we haven't seen the entire time we've been doing this podcast it has grown significantly since we started the show but right now whatever's going on anytime you see it like it share it put it on your stories because it is on fire yes sir so giovanni shared it today in our general chat it's a cnn.com post uh it says desantis says people calling for him to condemn nazis are trying to as i pull up the link now man they're smearing are, him are early. trying to smear him this is uh, this is from cnn.com so uh the CNN, most trusted name in news right cnn florida governor ron desantis on monday lashed out at those who called on him to condemn Nazi demonstrations that had taken place over the weekend near Orlando, accusing his political opponents of trying to smear me as if I had something to do with it. 
DeSantis was responding to a question about viral videos and photos of a small group of people wearing Nazi symbols, yelling anti-Semitic slurs while demonstrating Saturday and Sunday on streets and highway overpasses in the Orlando area, while other Florida political leaders, including many Republicans, publicly condemned the gathering. DeSantis had not, sparking some criticism of the governor on social media. They, they doing the Trump playbook on him. They're trying to get ahead of it early. You know what I'm saying? Just in case he goes, runs for the, uh, you know, for president. It's just the same old playbook. And I, I wish more people would be like, huh. It's like you crying wolf. Yeah. You know, it's like chicken little. You, you could do that to anybody. You could just be like, uh, hey, Rob, I think you're racist. Say you're not racist. And now you're over here looking racist when you're like, I'm not racist. Because don't, don't nothing look more racist than you saying, what? How am I racist? I'm not racist. Yeah, I, you're right if you respond to it that way. But at this point, and Tim Pool has been talking about this for the last like week or two, like at nauseum, that that word has lost all meaning. That word has definitely lost all meaning right now. And if you call somebody that, that's like the that's always been like the worst thing you can call anybody, right? It's the worst thing you can tweet at anybody. It's the worst thing you can print about anybody, say on a show. Racist, because then it, it smears and it's hard to wipe off. But what does that mean anymore? It's like, just to label you so that it's hard to take that jacket off. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know that it has the same meaning. Um, it's it's literally like, you know when you say a word so often that it loses... Like, all, like Nazi. Yeah, it's just like... You're a Nazi. You're a fascist. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. And that's why... What's her face? The little boy on MSNBC. What's his name? What's the anchor's Brian name? Brian Seltzer. No, on MSNBC. The short M- hair. Oh, oh, Rachel Maddow. There you go. Uh, she's taking time off to start a podcast, believe it or not. She's going to be working on a podcast and some movie that they're doing about her or her show or some shit. You know the real reason. Nobody's watching it. You know the, another real reason. The Beijing Genocide Games, the, the Olympics, uh, and all their sponsors, and NBC, and everybody is going along with this shit. But she knows what it is. She's like, let me lay low. I don't want to be on there while y'all pushing this fucking, uh, you know, they, 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 they digging, um, they carving organs out of people while they're still alive over there. They, they, they rounding people up. They put them in these camps. They got the Uyghurs in camps. They're doing genocide. They're doing forced labor, work camps. I mean, it's a motherfucking debacle. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take a break, dog. Yeah. It's, uh, she's like, yeah, Olympics coming up. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just say I got to work on a podcast or some shit. Yeah. Tell them whatever. First, she said, I'm going to spend time with my family. Yeah. She said ratings, a couple months ago. Yeah, ratings. Uh, not only that. The Biden administration, bro. What a fucking joke. What a fucking joke. Um, everybody go follow Ben Burkwam on Instagram. He's down there at the border and he's showing how, uh, you know, how the lefties, they created this um, butterfly sanctuary down there on the border, like okay. this area of land that they're like, leave this area alone for the butterflies. Well, the cartels are using it because the grass ain't cut and there's no wall right there and they're able to bring people. Now... There's a little area right there full of fucking trash and debris. This area that the lefties supposedly wanted to keep clean for the butterflies. It's full of wristbands, money, and IDs that the migrants have been trained. They told them, you don't want to have no money on you because you're going up there saying you're a refugee. Don't worry. They're going to dig in the pockets of taxpayers and they're going to hook you up. And then you got these, um, the Catholic charity groups. <sighs> Boy. Y'all know how these priests be, be getting down. Well, these NGOs, right, these Catholic charities, they come in and they're like the, the tour guide. So if the cartel is the travel agent, Whoops, whoa, my keys. if the cartel is the travel agent that's, mm-hmm. that's um, sending people over and the Border Patrol is the receiving facility, welcome to America, well, the Catholic charities are the tour guide. They come in with donation money and some federal money and they're the ones that put you on the plane give you a little placard that says i don't speak english help me get on my flight and then they're getting dumped off in north carolina and everywhere else right i just thought about that um that uh i forgot what it was we were at dawn's sister's place uh like six months ago for i think it was her birthday or something and, and that guy that was on the that was like a little tipsy he was talking shit about there's no border crisis and all this and i'm like i wonder where that guy is right now <sighs> And I wonder what he's thinking. Is he following these threads that I mentioned to Chief Roy that are saying, "Look, I'm in the I'm in the the, the RGV. There's no border crisis here. There's nobody even around here." You know, it's like, wow, he could really, really well, fool people. Well, obviously, if you're the cartel, you want to funnel people 
through open areas where there's no wall. Um, like Chief Roy said, in the Arizona area, you're not going to see the activity because they go with the arroyos, the canyons. That's where they are. That's where they're funneling people. Did you know, Rob, that the Border Patrol is having to coordinate with the cartel so that they could schedule Mm -hmm. their resources better? Why? Because the Border Patrol agents... Who, whose job it is to process people and fill out paperwork and admit them in and process them and see where they're going to send them. They have lives. They got to go home at some point. They can't just be waiting around wondering when a big shipment of people are going to come through so they can now play babysitter. So basically, they've been in communication like, hey, man, can you just let us know around what time you're going to be dumping off a load of people so that I can have enough employees here? It's almost like to be more efficient. That's how bad the Biden border crisis is. This is how Trump had it. For those that don't know, Trump threatened Mexico with tariffs and said, I'm going to tax the shit out of you because we do a lot of trade. If you don't put some military on our border, back us up a little bit and, and hold some of these folks so they can have their court date. It worked. He then went to Central America and told them the same thing. How much money we give El Salvador? A lot, boss. Well, tell them they ain't going to get no more money if they don't fucking pitch in, you know, and so on and so forth. A lot of people that think, oh, this has been happening, chingo. This has been going on for decades. Uh, Coyotes, that ain't nothing new. whoop de whoop de whoop Well, guess what? Trump had record historic low numbers, which means less women getting raped, less people getting put into human trafficking, which is modern day slavery. You know, I knew that the, that Mexico was uh, the largest trade partner in the United States, but do you know just how much Mexico, like what the tally is of what the trade? So altogether, Mexico is currently the uh, our the United States' largest trading partner with a six point six hundred and fourteen point five billion dollar total. That's the value of the stuff that's coming back and forth. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's two way. Um, the goods exported to two hundred and fifty six. 0.6 billion uh, goods imported 358 billion and that's the value of the goods mm-hmm. uh-huh interesting yeah they manufacture a lot of um like chevrolets um, dude volkswagens yeah. fords I mean, that's just automobiles right it's, it's it's such a crazy partnership or such a crazy relationship altogether with this country who is also attached to us to the south and it's like when you look at canada up north and you look at mexico down there and then you have the united states in the middle you're just like, man, how, how is this existing on the same continent? You know, like what a weird, crazy turn of events if you end up having to be, you know, not, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding like a piece of shit, but like if you're born into poverty in Mexico and you could see the United States from where you are and like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what, why is our country not necessarily doing the best, you know, what the, the, the best that they can for the interest of their citizens? Instead, they're propping up the cartel and they're, you know, they got deals going on with them. And and all the Chicanos over here, uh, and I was one of them for the longest, all the Chicanos that are like, you know, no humans illegal and, you know, the wall is racist and, and, you know, they can't deport us all. Shit like that. It's like, bro, all you did was you empowered the cartels who further victimize and exploit Mexican citizens, innocent people, just small business owners that come and get taxed, you know. It's just, uh, it's it's very unfortunate. So I'm glad I opened my eyes and uh, hopefully more people do too. Yeah. Let's segue into something lighter on Chingo Chats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, as y'all can see, I'm, we got a weight loss challenge. I've been trying to drink my water. So I've been having to pee like a racehorse. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know in the Discord. Let us know in the comments, you know, what you think about all the stuff we talked about. And please share the clips, tell a friend and give us feedback. What, you know. Are you telling people about the podcast? Do they think I'm fucking QAnon, Trump tarred crazy? Or do they think like, man, some of this shit Chingo's saying makes sense? Let us know. Y'all be safe. And uh, don't forget ChingoBling.com for tour tickets. We're setting it off in Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th. Sass.